What do you do when you're stuck on a problem and you don't have the answer? We're gonna talk about that today. And we're gonna also talk about some craziness that's going on and also some other great free market perks of being an employee at a fast food place and it didn't involve government intervention. Can you imagine a fast food company increasing their perks for employees without the government mandating it? We'll get into that in a, today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the memo field. You'll get the sweet mug. You'll get tons of great benefits. You'll get $100 off our conference in October, and you'll be supporting us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life, putting out content, creating pundit uh, class material. I don't know. I just like using the word pundit now because all of the elites are saying that you need to trust your pulpits, but not your pundits. And that's what we are. We're pundits, which I always thought, and I was talking to my wife about this. We always thought like pundits were the guest hosts in the Fox News channel or other channels that you would listen to. But uh, apparently pundits by Big Eva is us two of the podcasters, which is really interesting about that. So we're going to be all talking about that today. If you have any questions, comments, email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com. Appreciate a a subscribe, a subscription, all of the above on YouTube, social media sites, How to Build a Tent. I would love for that. And if you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out to me and be more than happy to... Uh, answer your questions. I get back to every single one. I email, I read every email and I reply to every single email. I promise you. And a lot of you know that because I uh, get a lot of emails from you guys. and I really appreciate that. It's good times talking with you. It's not a one-way conversation that way. Oh man. All right. So 250, make it 250. We still got that going on. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. If you are new, that is my goal for this year of getting 250 individuals or families to start a business and to achieve $250 in revenue a month. Not profit, but revenue. And I do that simply because it is a small achievable goal for you that it will just get you going through the emotions, get you comfortable with a business. But I'm guessing that some of you have this fear in the back of your mind is, what if I get stuck? What if I... Um, don't know what to do. What if I get to, into a situation where I don't have a solution and it's over? And so I wanted to address that a little bit today. We talked about it on the It's Good to Be a Man, which uh, that should be coming out next next week sometime. I'll make sure to share that. But I wanted to share with you guys too because this is really important because you need to understand and know that you're not alone and that there are always going to be resources for you to grab a hold on, use, and utilize beyond just the internet. I mean, the internet on its own is a great resource. You should get really comfortable with finding out answers to questions that you have, even basic things like how do I do X, Y, and Z in Excel? How do I post a YouTube video? You should be really comfortable with learning and researching on the internet. I'm so surprised at how often people will email you, text you, questions that are easily found on the internet. It's like we don't have this mentality to go and ask the question first. I I don't know if you remember, it was probably a couple years ago, where you would ask a question on social media and it was something you could easily Google and people would post the Google it 
website address and you would go, you'd click on the link for the answer and it would say something smart like, hey, you know, go Google it, you moron. But that's what I want to say to a lot of people in business. For some reason, when you are working with colleagues, when you're working with um, direct reports or people that you manage, there are so many questions that you just don't think to ask the internet. And the internet is a really great tool. It is. It's a really great tool. There is an infinite amount of information. You want to have wisdom and know where you're looking. But specifically for business-related tips, like how to use a dashboard or how to use a specific program or how to write SQL queries, or if you're stuck on a SQL query, like which command to use, and all of those things, there's great resources on the Google. And it's filtered in a way where already the good answers have been went, gone to the top. There's been, there's been times where I've searched for things and it doesn't really answer my question, but it's never been something where if I search online, I'm not going to get like this wrong answer, which is going to end my career or in my company. There's a, when it has to do with those practical things. So get comfortable with using the internet, get comfortable with searching for specific keywords and phrases and putting it together to fit the algorithm and you will be really well off and you'll look really educated too because you'll not ask as many questions as everybody else. And again, it's really surprising that in our day and age that that is still an issue where people don't go to the internet, especially YouTube. YouTube is a great how-to manual basically. And did I say how-to? I think I said how-to. That's what I meant, how-to, not a how-to. Um, but there are other resources that you can grab hold on to. One of the things that I've been encouraging you to do before you start your business, so hopefully you already have this, is ask and get advice from industry experts or people with experience in the industry already. And the part, the reason for that in the beginning when you're starting your company is so that you can see if it's a good idea before you start investing your time and money. But after... When you have started your business and you still have those relationships, well, now you can go back to them and ask them the questions that you don't have answers to or maybe you're stuck on, and they might have some insight, some wisdom, some experience from an outside perspective where they may be able to just give you some free advice that will really help you with your problem. And if, very, if not that, maybe they will know somebody and get you more connections and be able to help you that way. You want to be looking to build connections as best as possible. And one of the ways to do that is to ask questions and ask for people's help. Though it seems like kind of counterintuitive, like, oh, I don't want to be so needy. But as long as you're not like bugging them all the time, and when you have just specific questions, and if you're being polite, if you're being thankful, you're being appreciative, there's going to be people that are wanting to help you. And the more that they are invested in you, the more they're going to want you to succeed. So I highly recommend building great relationships in the industry that you are in, whether your career or your business, because that it's just going to help you. Like it's the thing that greases the engine is relationships in business. It makes things so much smoother, especially when you're trying to find raise money. Good luck trying to find somebody to invest in you without a connection of some sort. It's almost impossible, and it might be impossible nowadays, especially right now with everything tanking in the coronavirus. I'm just kidding. Uh, the second thing, the second option is paying for advice, paying for expertise. And these are going to be your accountants. These are going to be your CPAs, your lawyers, your consultants. Now, 
these are expensive options, but they can be well worth the expense. They're expensive options that can be well worth the expense. Now, all the time you hear it, people complain about lawyers, people complain about consultants, people complain about how much money they charge, but there's a reason they charge what they charge. It's because they know their value and people are willing to pay it. If no one was willing to pay a lawyer $250 an hour and a consultant $225 an hour, that's my fee, if no one was willing to pay it, we wouldn't be able to charge what we charge. We would have to lower our prices. But because we add that value and people know it and there's a demand for it, we can charge that. And I don't recommend this as in a startup where you have people come in and work on long projects. But there's nothing wrong with paying for advice and maybe using them as a sounding board for one or two hours. I mean, if you can go to a consultant or a lawyer or an accountant to help you kind of, you know, organize your books in a way and get you to a system where you can do it yourself, or if it's a consultant to analyze a problem and find out what the real root cause of the issue is, and it takes a couple hours, maybe it costs you 500 bucks, maybe it's like for a day, a couple thousand dollars. If you could find the exact problem and address it, and it only costs you $1,000, it could save you thousands and thousands of dollars in the future, either in savings and cutting costs or increasing revenues. And so you need to start thinking about it that just because it costs a lot of money doesn't mean it's a bad idea. And oftentimes it could be a great idea, but you want to be wise about how you use it. You don't want to just have like them on tap and be using them every time you have a question or you're doubting yourself. But when there's those hard times where you're not sure what the answer is, those are, could be great resources for you. And I want to add on to this. Not all consultants are the same. There's some consultants that have a little experience. There's some consultants that have a lot of experience. And you want to be wise about who you go with because consultants are not all equal. They don't all have great ideas. They don't all have the same experience. They don't have all the same answers. And so you need to be very careful with consultants, referrals, experience, references are going to be really key with who you pick as a consultant. Do not just go with the cheapest consultant. Don't just go with the first one you pick, but make sure that you are really doing your due diligence with who you're getting advice from. Because especially with consulting, it's not like a set like law that you're interpreting like a lawyer, but there can, you don't know if it's going to be a good idea or a bad idea. And honestly, then maybe sometimes a consultant doesn't even know. And then two, with a lawyer, oftentimes you can ask around, go to a smaller firm, maybe an individual who's going to be cheaper, but you want to make sure that they're actually an expert in their field as well. Like you don't want to just go to some general account, general practice lawyer. If you're looking for patent law or gaming law or whatever it is, you want to find an attorney in the specific field that you have a question about. Do not make that mistake. And yeah, and then also the last thing I wanted to say about lawyers is be careful because some of them are conservative, some of them are liberal as far as their interpretations of things. Some of them will be more risky, some of them won't be as risky. And you want to find somebody that is within your risk tolerance of that. All right, we got some crazy stories and uh, like we talked about before and then uh, an example of a company increasing their benefits without the government telling them. We're gonna get that in a second. But first I wanna tell you about what's all over my face. Kingsman Grooming Products. They have great products that keep my face, face feeling good, smelling good, no itches, 
gets my hair going in the right directions. I have a crazy amount of cowlicks even in my beard. And so it's an issue. But Kingsman Grooming products really help make it look good. My hair looks like a mess. Those aren't Kingsman Grooming products. That's the product of my son pulling my hair and wrestling. Which... I'm interested on how how much how much far do you let your kids go that are like toddlers with roughhousing? Do you let them just like swing at you? Anyways, that's another discussion. But Kingsman Grooming Products has great quality products. You get 10% off when you use HTBT and you're supporting a Christian company. Their products seriously work. They feel great. It smells good. It's not like overpowering. It's subtle. And it just does what it's supposed to do. And I highly recommend it. Switch out your products for Kingsman Grooming products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Check it out and buy something. Have it as backup for when you run out of what you're normally using and just try it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Go to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HGBT and you will have smelling good, straight, um, moist skin. It's fantastic. I'm telling you. I'm never going back. Never going back, I tell you. Not one bit. All right, so Chipotle had a government official tell them, no, I'm just kidding. They did this on their own. It's amazing. In a competitive markets where you're trying to compete for employees, you have to increase your benefits. And that's what exactly was happening here. They're giving unlimited PTO and they're increasing their pay for parental leave, which they're giving women as like three times as much parental leave as men. Isn't that sexist? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? If men were given three times the parental paid leave as women, oh my gosh, it would be the sexiest thing in the world. But no, it's okay when women get more than men. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I'm just kidding. I totally understand. But couldn't you see, wouldn't somebody have an issue if any other benefit (laughs) favored men more than women? Oh my gosh, it would take the equal pay, you know, madness to a whole nother level. But that's not the whole point of why I'm talking about this. I just thought that was kind of funny. Chipotle is trying to get more competitive and get better employees. And so they have to do these benefits and perks where they increase paid leave. They're doing this unlimited PTO and they're doing a test on it. And just notice this has nothing to do with the government. It's nothing to do with the government. But they're being forced to do it because of competition in the labor market. And this is the solution. When you think that companies should do better, they should have more benefits, they should have better packages, they should pay more, well then just don't go work for them. Go work for a company that does do it. And if a company is having a hard time attracting the talent that they want, this will naturally happen. This is how nature works. Now, contrast that with what happens with Target with the government solution where people are laid off, people are given more work, and they're grumpy and they're complaining because of the issues that um, come from being understaffed because they have to make money. It's math. It's not philosophy. But notice that these employees aren't going to have the same negative effects as a government, government jobs. They're not going to be laid off the same like government jobs because it's not a false price scenario. Um, it's not an artificial pricing, I guess is the way to say that. Sorry, I was a little distracted. This is getting blown up on the phone. The Twitter is going crazy, getting into arguments with a bunch of liberals. So there's that. Let the free market do its thing. It's going to do it. Prices rise based on the free market. We don't need the government involved whatsoever. All right. Now, this is 
a ludicrous story, not ludicrous like Tesla in the ludicrous mode, not ludicrous like in the dirty South, but like ludicrous in the sense that this person is insane for suing the business and our legal system is insane for even letting her sue. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it was a kid favorite, an adult, you know, worst case scenario. I never want to go to Chuck E. Cheese as an adult. It's like the worst food in the worst. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Chuck E. Cheese is getting sued after a woman got her hair cut in the ticket machine. They're suing her for, uh, or she's suing them for $1,000 because she got her weave stuck in a ticket machine. I'm assuming it's a weave. I don't know what else you would call fake hair, but she was saying she co- it cost her $1,000 for her hair and they were going to want to cut it. And she said, you're not cutting it until you pay me with cash right now for what I paid for my hair. So I'm assuming that's a weave. I don't know if there's another term that I should be using. I'm not trying to be offensive. I just don't know what else it would be called. But just how stupid do you have to be to get your hair stuck in a ticket machine? And they're saying like, oh, what does the lawsuit say? Let's just scroll down here and see what it says. Filed a lawsuit Monday alleging the CEC Entertainment, also known as Chuck E. Cheese Family Fun Center, was negligent during the ordeal according to the court papers. They were in Portland. Of course, this happens in Portland, right? Crazy freaking Portland, let me tell you. She's suing for pain, discomfort, and distress and headaches. Defendant failed to use reasonable care in the design and layout of its ticket counting machine to ensure the guest like plaintiff would not get their hair caught in the machine. All right. I'm just bringing this up, not because I want to make fun of this woman, because it is, you know, it's embarrassing all by itself. Although she wanted to keep recording, which is a red flag all by itself. Like, it's almost like she's doing this on purpose for attention. But maybe she's not. But these kinds of lawsuits need to stop happening in America. When you, I don't know how to say this without being mean. When you do something that a majority of America doesn't happen to you, when you are the one person that gets their hair stuck in this machine, the problem is not with the company. They're not being negligent. You're being negligent. I don't even know how this happens. How does this happen? But this reveals a large problem that's in our country, and it costs businesses money, which costs us money. It increases prices because when costs increase, it's carried out and given to the consumer to pay through increased prices. These kinds of lawsuits increase insurance, they increase costs of doing business, and it robs and makes our communities, our culture, our, our country poorer and so these things just need to not happen people need to have personal responsibility and our courts need to adjust for this this is insane and this isn't even like the medical field which is really over the top where they have to do like 20 things that they don't need to do just so they don't get sued because they made a mistake or they didn't think it was something when they knew that it didn't require that or whatever it is it's insane we need to get rid of that stuff so that we can start becoming wealthier and not wasting money. When you have to fight court cases over hair that's stuck in a ticket machine, when you have to spend resources doing 10 different CAT scans, x-rays, diagnostic tests that you don't need to do, it's a waste of money. All to prevent lawsuits, which is more waste of money. It doesn't make a society richer. It makes us poorer. 
And our courts and our legal system needs to recognize this and do something about it because it's absolutely insane. All right, let's go out, be successful. Let's get unstuck from those problems. And we'll talk to you next week.